why do we return to unhealthy lovers when the relationship is over or supposedly over? Hey, David Essel here. This is a major issue. It's been going on forever. It continues to be a major issue. And we get clients all the time coming in with extremely dysfunctional relationships that they end. And then a week later, they're back together for a couple of days and they fight and argue and they end it. And then two weeks later, they're back together and the list goes, hey, I've done the same thing. Oh my God, I have done the same thing. I've ended relationships and then returned and I've ended them again and then returned, you know? So I'm human just like everyone else, but I want to talk today about what are the reasons that we do that? I mean, my God, it's so illogical, right? You're with someone for six months and it's nothing but crap. You're with someone with 20 years and it's and when I say it's nothing but like crap, there's always going to be some good days, right? But we're talking about on average. On average, it isn't a really good relationship at all, and you know it. And so why do we return? Well, I'll tell you some stories of clients I've worked with. But first, let's get into a little bit of science. So one of the most powerful hormones in the body is oxytocin. Oxytocin is called the bonding hormone. So when you have sex with someone or when you self-masturbate each other or you might even be doing a texting sex or phone sex or whatever, there becomes an attachment, right? There becomes this incredible attachment to getting off with your partner. Uh, physical sex, the same thing. Of course, physical sex, the oxytocin is going to be stronger. But trust me, I've worked with way too many clients and seen the pattern repeat over and over again that even when they end an unhealthy relationship, they may still stay in touch by sexting each other right? Texting back and forth pictures and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually that can lead to them getting back together, which is the worst move in the world 99.99% of the time. But oxytocin is so powerful that there's a withdrawal to it. So you're into having sex with someone and then relationship ends. Anywhere from 48 to 72 hours with most of my clients in my private practice, they start to feel this urge. It's called withdrawal. And they start to get maybe horny, we could say, or they start to say, you know, Maybe it would be great just to get back for a little bit because then I'll have somebody to do with. You know, so that's a fear of being alone, right? But the oxytocin is really powerful. You have to work through the withdrawal when those urges come to text. And you know how many times it's an innocent text, like just checking base. I hope you're doing okay. Really what we're saying is we're just checking base and I'd like to have sex with you. If we want to be honest with each other, right? That's the bottom line. So that oxytocin, we have to go through the withdrawal. It's like heroin withdrawal. You know, you've got to go through those uncomfortable feelings. It's like caffeine withdrawal. You have to go through those uncomfortable feelings. It's like nicotine withdrawal. You have to go through that physical reaction and the withdrawals from that physical compound called oxytocin. And then the other reason is, is that we have a fear of being alone. Now, consciously, God, I hear this every freaking day in my office, right? Or via Zoom or whoever, I'm on the phone with my sessions and, you know, people will make comments. Like, well, <clears throat> you know, I'm only going back for this one more last time. And then that's it. I'm not going to be doing this anymore. And then they do it again and again and again and again. So we want to help people bark it. And then I'll say to them, you know, uh, maybe there's something to do here with fear of being, oh, my God, no, I am so comfortable alone. I am very good alone. I am very independent. Well, if you were, you wouldn't be returning to someone who has mistreated you, betrayed you, lied to you. You know, so those are a couple of things, the fear of being alone, the power of oxytocin, working through that withdrawal. I worked with a woman a couple of weeks ago. We're still working together. She was in an incredibly horrendous relationship for two years. Uh, the guy completely lied to her all the time. She was really struggling financially. She never asked for a penny, but he moved in with her and he's got all kinds of cash. 
and he never paid a penny, never paid for rent, never paid for utilities, never paid for anything. And every time that she would say to him, hey, you know, this doesn't feel comfortable. I'm not asking you for money. I'm saying be a partner, share the expenses. And his response all the time was, listen, down the road, you're going to be rewarded. Down the road, you're going to be awarded. I'm going to take such great care of you down the road. Well, a couple years go by and the down the road never gets here, right? And so she questions him again. And she says, hey, listen, you know, you've been telling me that you're going to finally start paying half of the rent or you're going to do something. He said, down the road, I'll be covering everything. We'll live in a mansion. We're going to have multiple cars. Tempting, isn't it? So she ends the relationship. And then a week later, she's the one that sends the text out. And then they start texting and then they get better back together and have sex. And then two days later... He's being who he is, just who he is, an extremely self-centered, narcissistic individual. And I never use that word very loosely. I, I really don't. But when I look at the behavior of some of these people and I see documentation, she brought in letters that he had sent to her, emails that said, I will cover everything. Bring me back into your life. I'll start splitting expenses. Bring me back in. You've kicked me out. I want to be with you only. I love you so much. If you bring me back in, I'll start sharing expenses. So she opens the door, brings him back in, and guess what happens? He says, you know what? Down the road, you will be awarded and rewarded. He loves those words. They're very manipulative, right? Because he's telling her that something's going to happen down the road and hoping she's going to hang on. So she went back four or five times had sex, she was craving it as well, and then it always ended badly with him lying, betraying her. I mean, they went to a hotel one time, he said he was taking her for a gift, and she checked out and he didn't get there on time. He said, just use your credit card, I'll give you cash. So they checked out, he disappeared. He goes, hey, I've got to run. She said, what about the money? It's $3,000 that's on my credit card, I don't have that money. He said, oh, oh, don't worry about it, I'll take care of you down the road. See, these are the temptations we're up against in these type of dysfunctional, highly, you know, on that narcissistic scale. Now, narcissism is overused, and there's only about 2% of the world's population that are true narcissists, but there's a scale. And this gentleman and many others that I work with fall into that scale. So let's be smart. You know, you've got to use willpower. You've got to work through that oxytocin. When you know you're with someone that lies to you, betrays you, all that kind of stuff, at some point, you've got to get the strength to say enough already, and then be willing to go through the withdrawal. Now, a lot of my clients, I say to them right away, if you're tempted to go back, block them everywhere, social media, email, phone, text. If that temptation has gotten you in trouble in the past, you have to block it. You've got to go through withdrawal. And then once you do, your self-confidence increases, your faith in yourself increases, your self-love increases because you're out of dysfunction. Get the hell out of dysfunction. Listen, I've been doing this work forever. I've made the same mistakes that you may have made. Never making them again. Listen, contact me, talkdavid.com. Let's work together. This stuff can go back years. The woman I'm talking about, this is the fourth guy she's dated that's done something similar. So there's a pattern here. We're finding the pattern. We're going to eradicate it so she never goes down this road again. I can help you do the same thing. Reach out to me at talkdavid.com. We've also got five books there absolutely free. You can get two of them downloadable, audibles on motivation and more. We've got this incredible mental health workshop coming up, which we're going to talk about relationships and oxytocin, right? So join us. It's in February. Go to talkdavid.com. Extremely inexpensive four weeks long, an hour every Tuesday evening, and we are going to rock depression, anxiety, PTSD, grief, 
addiction. We're going to cover a little bit of everything so you get a really good knowledge of what's going on in the world of mental health. Everything is at talkdavid.com. I look forward to working with you one-on-one, having you at the workshop. Let's rock. Have a beautiful day.